Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast, where we talk to businesses large and small, experts in subjects across the spectrum of business, entrepreneurialism, tech, innovation, investment and finance. I'm Jake Shaw, your host. If you'd like to learn more about Amaze, please go to www.amaze.com. Hello everybody, today I'm joined by Andrew Tapson from Pearl.biz. So quite often, and I speak as one, uh, you know, the uh, the closest I get to keeping a sort of uh, amount, you know, a record of the cash flow and the accounts of my business is I use my banking app um, where I'm sort of keeping a track on my, my invoicing and my payments, and my receipts and what have you. Um, you know, the, 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 in the olden days, you'd have a bookkeeper to help you with that sort of stuff. And then eventually what you do, and I have done this, and I'm very ashamed that I've done this. I've arrived at my accountants a week before, uh, you know, actually um, putting your accounts in with a bag full of receipts and some very poor quality records of them. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, I have done that. So is it is it vital to have a bookkeeper? The key with this is understanding where you as a business owner have a skill and also what your passion and what your interest is. Because my, my, my instinct would tell, would tell me that if you're the kind of person that rocks up with um, a, a trough full of receipts on the day before your tax return was due, you're probably not interested in, in it. So actually getting someone to do your books, using a bookkeeper to do, to do that would be actually a very good use of your time. They're a, I'll use it, they're a relatively cheap resource and can actually bring so much value to your business in terms of understanding. You know, you, it, 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 some, this will also depend on what other resources you have available to you in your business. You know, so you know, your bookkeeper can take the receipts and the invoices and, and put them into your, your, your web-based app or, or, or whatever it is. And they can chase your invoices for you. Um, and by talking to them and hopefully building a relationship with them where, they, where you really understand what they can do for you, they can take a bunch of stuff off of your plate. So actually there's data, the data is in the system, whatever that might be, um, you know, a system could be an Excel spreadsheet. Still, they're still, you know, let's not get get highfalutin with this. We're not talking massive, you know, enterprise-wide systems, but we could, you know, as we said before, there's plenty of systems out there on the internet. Um, then you've got your, your your accountant, and quite typically, and I see this more often than not, the the accountant's role can be as um, restricted or as finite as completing. The quarterly VAT returns, um, filing accounts at company's house once a year and doing the tax return. Well, you can imagine with that kind of interface with your accountant, you're not really building a massive relationship. They don't, they're going to do pretty well to be adding value and under, understanding a business. They're adding value because they're doing something that you've got to do from a statutory point of view. Your bookkeeper, on the other hand, is at the coalface and is putting all that stuff into the system for you. And then the third element of a, of, for me, a, a really ideal finance department, which sounds a bit grand for a small business, but actually that's where the part-time bit comes into play, you know, is having someone like me around where 
I'm sitting with you as the business owner and we're really under together, we're working as a right hand and a left hand where you know that I've got the numbers sorted for you because I'll probably direct the bookkeeper as much as anything. Um, but I'm also going to be, in most cases, certainly with my clients, is that, you know, I'll be doing the cash flow, I'll be doing the business plan, I'll be sitting down with you going, okay, this is what it looks like now. If we carry on on this, on this current path, we, we'd have, we'll be here. And then take you away from what you might perceive a finance director to do. Because the danger with the title finance director is it starts with the word finance. So you think it's all about the numbers. I, I totally disagree with that. Yeah, the finances are the bedrock of it. But the key bit is the partnership between the finance director and the, and the, and the owner slash his board, um, whereby you're making those, you're making, you're having the discussions and making decisions about what you could do with the business. Where are you going to, where are you going to spend your money to grow this business? You know, is it with is it with new customers in new channels? Crikey, that's a bit risky. Is it is it new Is it sell? Do we sell more to existing customers? Do we go the whole? You know, do we do some blend of it? What can we afford? Oh, we want to go and you know, we want to take on twenty you know, twenty more staff. Let's say because we've got this idea. Okay, God, we're going to need funding for that. Oh, Andrew, go and talk to the bank. So. To me, you can see that what all the things that spawn out of the conversations and actually what quite likely you as the entrepreneur don't want to do is go and sit down with the bank or go and find a bank to talk about how do I finance this? You actually want to get on with the exciting bit of growing your business, talking to your customers, creating new products. That's what I, that's, and that's what I want you to do so that I can build all the other stuff around your business so that it really flies. You know, there's a there's a, a, a kind of movement because of tech, basically, software as a service and stuff like that. You've got, I mean, I won't name any particular platforms, but there's a lot of them out there which are, in a way, try, kind of making part of the, well, you can look at it two ways, part of the accountant's job redundant or much, much easier, where you've actually got a accountant and a finance director team who are actually as you said not so much finance focused but also you know a fairly dynamic value accruing part of your team and you can also get them as uh, as you say and there's lots of organizations who are providing finance directors and accountants on a part-time basis um not trying to sort of condemn you uh, out of your own mouth, as it were, but I mean, in terms of costs, if I wanted to get myself an FD such as yourself to come and help me with my small startup business, shall we say, or SME, how much how much should I should I be setting aside, let's say, percentage wise of income? It's a great question, and I think the the key from my from my point of view, it, it the, the key to it for someone in my position is to be entirely flexible with the, the proposition that's coming that's, that's coming through the door. Um, there's plenty of organisations out there, national, national organisations, who are predominantly focused on London, where the market is very different to where I am in South Devon. And actually, you can see that they're, they're pricing different. They're, at one stage, having talked to these people like this, you know, quite often their pricing will be the same for Devon as it is for London. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. 
it may be 70 or 80 percent of it but actually it doesn't really work in the small in the small business world you have to be in my opinion you have to be totally flexible which could mean you know, that you're in and I, and I do it a lot of the time where I take I take a risk in terms of where I am vis-a-vis the customer um, and I might be taking quite a long-term view in terms of when I'm going to get paid my full value um, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of critics out there that would that would say well you're, you're in danger of selling yourself short and that and that might be true but actually the cut them for me the market that I'm interested in is exactly as you described is that maybe not at startup level but a small growing you know, maybe even less than than a hundred thousand pound turnover looking to grow you know they might have a dream of 100 million isn't not this but that's not be silly but it's sort of like you know you want to grow to, to your first million but actually how great would it be having someone like me in your team from the beginning and we we come out the other end to, to me it's i thought when i started my, my business the the, the 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 thing that was one of the things that was the was the real motivation was actually having watched dragon's den for probably far too many years and seeing what value those slightly egotistical five people thought they could bring to to small businesses and i'm sure they absolutely convinced them that they could in, in many many cases but i think it is that thing of having that extra pet that extra skill set in the room with the with the small business someone just even if it's just someone to talk to um you know i have that where people will just call up we have we have a you know an, a, a no fee conversation because actually we've got to build this thing into a point where it works for both of us. I know that you 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 don't naturally work with startups as such, but let me ask this question: If if today is zero, when I'm starting the business, and a hundred days from now, at which point should I be calling in bookkeeper, accountant, and FDs? The order of events for me would be: even on day one, you probably you. you you probably can do it in your spreadsheet or in the in, in a web-based app, assuming that you've got some tech skills, and you might need a bit of help setting setting it up. But they they tend to come with um, st- standard templates for for what we call charts of accounts, which are where you allocate the numbers. The problem is you've then got to learn how to use it, and if it's not intuitive, at the point it's not intuitive and it's killing you, and you're probably your pile of receipts is too high. Then that's when that's when the bookkeeper comes it comes in place. Um, the accountant you might need the accountant on day naught minus because you might need the accountant to help you actually set up your your business. You might have decided already you want to, you need a limited company because you want to separate your personal world from your business world. Um, it, that that will depend. Um, so, someone like me, I think. It's clearly gonna. It's clearly gonna be later because, in a hundred days, I would find surprising. I think we we wouldn't. We, I've never come across someone at a hundred days or less where the conversation would turn into something that we would build a partnership that we'd use at that point. It could be that we go more likely would be we'd have the conversation, and it would be like come back in a period of time, um, and that will all depend on how 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 successful that business is being um, because inevitably as you, as you alluded to before the 
you know, the cost of a finance director, even though even though it's part time, is going to be a lot more expensive than either the bookkeeper or the accountant. And you, you know, spending money you haven't got, that's impossible to advise. You know, to advise, that's a good that's a good thing to do. Um, if you could afford it, of course you should have a finance director in the room. You, know, you should you know, be a be a very sensible person to be a part of your team. Well, fortunately, the Amaze app actually does that first 100 days bit because actually you can input lots and lots of that data and it automatically allocates because it's giving you categories and, and, and what have you. So, which means that your bookkeeper will actually have an easier job to deal with your books and then for your accountant will will, will then have an easier um go with your with your accounts um it's interesting that you make that point about separating your personal life from your business life it's a surprisingly high figure of um sole traders and smes who use their personal bank account I and mean, it's it's testament to the i guess to the uh laissez-faire the the ease at which one can start a business in the uk it's quite unique in fact the uk is one of the one of the few countries in the world where you can actually start trading on day one just by selling the first item whereas in lots of other parts of the world you have to go through a lot of regulation and certification before you can do that so in some ways this is the most i don't know entrepreneurial country in the world um just sort of winding up a bit andrew um what's what what do you think is going to happen 2021 we've been through covid uh we're going to have some fairly severe economic ramifications what's your what's your view and don't worry nobody's going to hold you to this but what do you think 2021 is going to look like to me the the thing that i want to see really take off in 2021 is is the sustainability agenda um i think we've been it's it's easy to disregard the science it's disagree to sort of disregard the, the the crazies in the in the pool kind of thing but i think slowly but surely the amount of evidence that's out there is going to make us and it's only going to it's only going to work when it's us do something about it um and i think seeing companies and um take on things like the b corp accreditation um which actually talk you know which talks about the way that you're dealing with the environment how you're dealing with your people um actually doing things in a much more human way. And I'd love to see, as as we've heard a lot in terms of because of COVID, people say, oh, we're going to do everything different when we come out the other side. I think that that may or may not be true. Um, But if we stop, if we don't start to really make impacts individually on on the sustainability front, and I think every business and every one of my businesses can do it um it's just being aware of it and not pushing it to the back of the back of the plate so that's the thing that i think not only what i'd like to see happen it's the thing that i believe has to happen andrew where do people find you if they would like to have a chat with you about uh, having an fd part-time or full-time they can get hold of me by sending me an email at uh, andrew at pearl.biz pearl is spelled p-e-r-l-e uh, i have a website uh, pearl.biz and you can find me on linkedin under my name. Andrew Tapson, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com and don't forget to like and share this podcast.